Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the two-game play-in special uh, Tuesday playoff slate. Yes, super, super excited. The NBA playoffs are finally here. If you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. I also make videos for NBA Top Shot. If you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, also up on an Apple podcast, link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And if you could take a minute or two out of your day, leave a five-star rating and review. That helps me out a ton. Every single rating review boosts me up in the podcast rankings. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, I'll find it on patreon.com and esports package. That includes Call of Duty and CSGO, as well as an NBA package. And I do want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this episode. If you're not familiar with Prize Picks, so... They have, uh, what they do is they will post fantasy scores or fantasy projections, and you can either take the over or the under. So right now, they have a lot of players po posted for the next uh, two days. They also have single stat. So, like, you can take over, under on points, over, under on assist, over, under rebounds, over, under three points made. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really, really fun change of pace from DraftKings because you're not playing against anyone. You're playing against the house. And just taking a look at this and a couple that I think are – um either too high or too low so bonus at 51 that, that's that's too low right obviously must one game uh, he's gonna play 40 plus minutes that, that's too low for Zabonis. i don't care if bryden or lavert or both are in that that's just too low for demontis bonus i like the over on that uh scrolling down a bit more let's see what else kind of stands out to me yeah marcus smart at, at only 29 and a half i think that's too low he's gonna play probably close to 40 minutes they're gonna need his defense on a guy like uh westbrook so that feels too low for a guy like Marcus Smart. Let's see. What else? What else? Um, LeBron at 46. They're not going to limit LeBron. Uh, I'm not super worried about the ankle. That feels too low. And then, yeah, Jonas Valanciunas. You guys know my boy, 42. Uh, that also feels too low. So th those are a few that stand out to me. Uh, but if you guys want to sign up, you need to go DKDFS, DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You will get a 100% match up to $100. You put $100 in, you get $200 to play with. And finally, I just got to give you guys a special shout out. Thank you for all the support on the regular season for NBA. Um, you know, all of you guys in here every single day in the videos, the live streams. Uh, cannot thank you enough. And again, nothing is changing for these playoffs. Super, super excited for, for the playoffs. And if you guys could leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos, you don't want to live. I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow. Make sure to check it out and possibly might have some showdown uh, slate breakdowns uh, after this. So be in the lucky for that as well on my channel. All right, so uh, let's talk about uh, the two games that we have for Tuesday. Hornets, Pacers at 228 over under. The Pacers are three-point favorites. And Wizards, Celtics at 232.5 over under. Celtics two-point favorites. I expect both games to be played at a very, very fast pace. And for the playoffs, um, the rotations for both teams, or for all the teams here, are going to shrink, right? They're going to be thin. Seven, eight-man rotations. So um, let's start it off with the Charlotte Hornets. And this is a team that... It's hard to trust anyone for DFS. So going over the rotation last game was really interesting against the Wizards in a must-one game. They basically ran a seven-man rotation. So the starting lineup, McDaniels, PJ, Bridges, Lamella Ball, Rogier. McDaniels played 28 minutes. PJ played 30. Bridges played 40 minutes. Lamella Ball played 33. Rogier played 37. Cody Zeller played 30 off the bench. And Devonta Graham played 31 off the bench. Monk played six. Biombo played five. So again, basically a seven-man rotation. That's good to see, right? The issue is every single player here for the Hornets has been up and down. So uh, there's no one I trust 
but uh, definitely one or two of these guys are going to have good games. It's just going to try to, you know, nail down which one's going to be. So LaMelo Ball, he's been getting about 30 to 32 minutes a game. Besides that one game against the Knicks where he got severely limited and only played 21. I'm expecting the same thing. He's a guy that has, you know, triple-double upside. Um, you know, we haven't really seen a big LaMelo game in a while. This is obviously a really good matchup. But, again, they, they have other high-usage guys in this team, right? Bridges has taken a huge step forward. Rogier. Graham off the bench has been solid, so I don't think LaMelo Ball is is uh, someone that is out of play, but I don't think he's a must play, and kind of same with Rogier. Now, with Rogier, you're, you're going to get more minutes, right? We probably get close to 40 minutes from Rogier, as opposed to 30 to 32 from LaMelo, and he has actually flashed more upside recently. Now, again, floor, floor with Rogier, maybe a little bit lower, um, but he's had a couple 50 bombs in here, whereas LaMelo, we haven't really seen that from him yet. So, I think of the top two guards for the Hornets... If you're shooting for the upside, I think you go with the guy like Terry Rozier. If you're going for maybe the floor, I think you go LaMelo Ball. P.J. Washington at 7.2K. Uh, he's a guy that can do the peripheral stats. Again, another, like, look at the, look at this, you know, production. 34, 18, 22, 47, 37. This is basically with all the Hornets, right? There's no one that's really been consistent. But, uh, like I said, you know, obviously a good matchup against the Hornets. He's a guy that can do the peripheral stats. I think we probably get about 30 to 35 minutes from PJ. So, fair play in the mid-range. Not someone really going out of my way to play, though. Miles Bridges, he played 40 minutes last game. So, uh, he has really, uh, you know, played well. Again, kind of had a bad game the last game. But, you know, when the Hornets went down, when they had a lot of guys that were injured, Bridges really stepped up. And now they're just giving them huge, huge minutes. So, I do think Miles Bridges in the mid-range is a guy that I'm eyeing, especially for the upside. Like, I think with Bridges versus P.J. Washington, give me, if again, it's kind of, I think P.J. might have a slightly higher floor, but I think Bridges has the higher ceiling of those two. Now, Devonta Graham off the bench is someone of mine as well. He probably gets around 30 minutes upside a little bit more if he's playing well. Again, production, right? Very, very up and down. But he's also a lot cheaper at 6'1 compared to, you know, guys like Rogier and Lamelo in the, you know, close to 8K range. So, I do have some interesting Graham off the bench. I think McDaniels is actually a pretty safe value play in the slate. We should get around 30 minutes from him. He's not a guy that has insane upside, but I don't think he's going to kill you. So I actually do kind of like McDaniels for value. And one of my favorite value plays on this two-game slate, my boy, Cody Zeller. We are a Cody Zeller, uh, you know, we are Cody Zeller fans here on this channel. So Zeller is a really good point per minute guy. Um, he, right now, the Pacers are a big team. Right with with Sabonis, they have Goga off the bench. Um, I do think Cody Zeller is going to get some decent run, whether or not he starts. Um, and if we get like close to thirty minutes from Cody Zeller, I love him for value because Zeller is a really good point per minute guy. Um, again, Sabonis is a terrible defender, even though he's good on the offensive end. So, and there's also a chance like PJ gets in some foul trouble, and then Cody probably comes in early. So, I really really like Cody Zeller here for value. One of my favorite value plays in the slate. And that's basically it, right? Biombo barely played. Monk barely played. I can't get to those guys. I'm not going to take a shot at one of them if they're going to play like five minutes. So that is it for the Hornets. Let's move on to the Pacers. Pacers are a big question mark at the moment because we have a lot of guys questionable. Brogdon, Levert, Aaron Holiday, and Edmund Sumner. So let's start with the clear spend up, I think, on the slate. Demontis Sabonis. Absolutely love him. I will not be fighting Sabonis in this two-game slate. I don't care if Brogdon and Levert are both in. Doesn't matter. I'm not fading Sabonis. He is my favorite star on the slate. Absolutely love him. He is too cheap at 10K. We got Westbrook over 12K. I think they have similar upside. Um, and Sabonis is coming in way cheaper. So love Sabonis there at 10K. 
Now with Brogdon versus Levert, this kind of depends, right? Brogdon has been unavailable for a while. He's been out for the last couple weeks. We'll see if he plays in this, in this playing game. Obviously, must win game. I would lean towards he does, but we'll see. If Brogdon is out, then I like Levert. Because then Levert's going to play a ton of the point guard. And he gets a massive boost playing the point as opposed to the two. So, um, that's huge. Whether or not I get to Levert is depending on Brogdon. Now, Brogdon is in. Then Brogdon and Levert are both secondary plays for me. Because, again, with Brogdon in, that hurts Levert's upside. And with Brogdon himself, does he get full minutes? Right? So, that, that's one we'll have to keep an eye on. Uh, but if they're both in, then I don't like, I'm not in love with either. Now, if surprisingly both end up get ruled out, again, I fully expect Levert to play. Brogdon, I think, is more 50 50. If for some reason one or both get ruled out, then we can look to guy TJ McConnell, who would play more of the point. Um, I think he would get probably about 30 minutes off the bench. So uh, keep an eye on that, right? It's kind of a question mark at the moment. Brissett at 5 4 at the big game last game. I don't necessarily trust this. I'll probably pass on a guy like O'Shea Brissett. Um, Justin Holiday and McDermott. These are the uh, value plays that are, you know, whether or not Aaron Holiday and Sumner are in or, you know, whether or not I get to them, right? So if Aaron Holiday and Sumner are both in, probably going to pass on, on Holiday and McDermott because that's just more bodies in this rotation, depending on what they do the starting line. Now, if both Aaron Holiday and Sumner are out, then I think we probably get about 30 minutes from both. Justin Holiday, uh, you know, been a little bit up and down, but he can get hot behind the three-point line. Again, McDermott, we know, very, very light in the scoring. So these are two value plays I think are fine. Do become more viable if both Aaron Holiday and Sumner are out. And then, okay, so does Keelan Martin and Goga play in this playoff rotation? Kind of, well, so let's see. So both Brogdon and Levert are in. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I would say one of Keelan Martin or Goga play. I don't think they're going to run a nine-man rotation for the playoffs. So um, maybe it's Keelan Martin. He's been actually playing more as opposed to Goga Batazde. So both are, you know, both have actually been decent point permanent guys. Um, my guess is it would be Keelan over Goga. And uh, at 3.8K, man, he's not. he's been playing pretty well. So if you want to take a shot on a, on a guy like Keelan Martin for value on this uh, playoff slate, I don't hate it. I think there's a chance he gets a DNP. But I would lean towards he plays over a guy like Goga. All right, Wizards and Celtics. So, Russell Westbrook, the last, like, month has just been a must-play, right? He's just been a plug-and-play. There's been so much value. It's a little bit different for the playoff slates, right? Because all these teams trim down the rotations, and then there's not as much value. So, obviously, I like Russell Westbrook. I like getting to him. I do not think he's a must-play in this two-game slate, though. I don't. So, um, yeah, with Russell Westbrook, you know, minutes are not going to change. He's not going to go out and play 48 minutes, right? He's going to play 40 to 42 minutes like he's been doing in the regular season. So, super high floor. He's got the highest ceiling, obviously, out of anyone on the slate. It's just, is there enough value that you're comfortable with to get Russell Westbrook in? It's the question. So, I'm not saying to fade Russell Westbrook. I'm just saying this is not the same as the regular season slates where there's been infinite value. It's not the same in these playoff slates. Now, Brad Beal at 9K. Oh, man, that was ugly. He shot 8 of 27. He was uh, banged up with a hamstring injury, but he did still get to 35 minutes. And, like, this is crazy. He shot 8 of 27 and still went for 40 fancy points. I think Beal plays. I think he's going to play as many minutes as he can. And at 9K, maybe this is a hot take. I prefer Brad Beal to Russ Westbrook on this two-game slate. I do. I think they're going to play similar minutes, and Beal is now $3,400 cheaper than Russ Westbrook. 
So, sure, maybe this is a hot take. Maybe it isn't. I prefer Beal to Westbrook. Um, Rui Hashimura, 5K. With Beal in, he'll be the number three in offense. It's just kind of a secondary option. Like, he'll play about 30 minutes. Uh, Neto is going to be a game-time decision. He has missed the last couple of games. When Neto is out, Bertans has started. He's been playing about 30 minutes. He's certainly someone we can look to for value. The issue I say with Bertans, he's basically like Doug McDermott, right? It's like the Spider-Man GIF. They're the same player. They have to hit their threes to get value. They have to hit their shots. If they're not, they have a low floor. But I do expect both those guys to play about 30 minutes. So both those guys are fair values. This is weird, but one of my favorite values on this slate is Ish Smith at 3.9K. And the reason is the Wizards are starting to go way more to a three-guard rotation here, right? 23, 28, 24, and now 32 minutes-ish with Beal in. Now, what I'm worried about, if Neto comes back, I think those minutes go down for Ish. But still, Ish is a good point for a guy. So keep an eye on the Neto news. If Neto is out, I love Ish for value. If Neto is in, I still think Ish is viable, but then becomes a little bit riskier. Like maybe instead of 28 to 30-ish minutes from Ish, we get like 20 to 25. But I still think that would make him in play because, again, he's a good offensive player. So keep an eye on the Neto news. If Neto's out, I love Ish Smith there at 3.9K. And unfortunately, since this is a two-game slate, we have to deal with the centers and Scott Brooks. So the last game, Alex Len started, only played five minutes. Gafford started the second half, but still only played 16 minutes. It was Robin Lopez that actually played the most at 3.1K. He played 27. There's no rhyme or reason to who it's going to be. What I will say is I'm not going to play Alex Len. I'm not going to take the shot on Alex Len. I think you can take shots in Gafford and Lopez. They, I think, have the opportunity to play you know close to 20 minutes. Now, with Gafford and Lopez, if both play similar minutes, if both play like 20, give me Gafford all day long. He's the better point per minute guy. But we've seen Lopez actually crack 20-plus minutes in a couple of games recently, right? 21, 27. So... This is a tricky one. I do think both Lopez and Gafford are in play. It's just what on earth is Scott Brooks going to do? Now, I will say, if Alex Len doesn't start here and they start Gafford, I think Len gets a DNP, and then I think it's going to be a two-man center rotation with Gafford and Lopez, and then I actually like both. Then I like both, because then I think we probably get 20-ish minutes from both them. So keep an eye on the starting lineup. So let's see if they continue with Len. If they do, then both Gafford and Lopez are risky. I do think one center's going to have a good game here. It's just, you know, trying to nail down which one's going to be is always tough. So that is it for the Wizards. Let's finish up with the Boston Celtics here. Um, so Tatum at 9.8K, no Jalen Brown. I do like him as a spend-up. I feel he might go a little bit overlooked. Fantastic matchup, should play close to 40 minutes. I really like Tatum here at that price. Another guy that I really like at 7.3K is Kemba Walker. You know, it's been a little bit up and down, but he has to be their number two guy if they're going to win this game behind Tatum. He should play close to 40 minutes. We know Kemba's a guy that can get hot. I love Kemba Walker at this price. I think he's one of my favorite plays in this two-game slate. The only concern is still, yeah, he does have a somewhat low four still, but I think the upside is, is there with Kemba. At 7-3, that just feels too cheap, so I really like Kemba. I think Kemba's my favorite play in the Boston Celtics. Evan Fournier, um, he's probably going to have to be the number three on offense. He should play 35 minutes. Uh, I bought into him finally when everyone is out against Cleveland, and he played 34 minutes and shot 6 of 20. 
So I do think Fournier is solid. I do. I think he's, uh, again, going to play about 30 minutes in up-tempo game. So I have interest in Fournier. And I do kind of like Marcus Smart, too. 5.8K feels a little bit too cheap. He's not a guy that has, you know, um, insane upside, but he does have a pretty high floor. He should play big minutes. I think they're going to need him out there to guard Westbrook with no Jalen Brown. So um, I do like Marcus Smart here for value. It's weird, but I'm, I'm kind of high on these Boston Celtics stakes the price, or for, for tomorrow because the pricing feels too cheap on these guys, right? The rotation's going to be thinner. So, like, Tatum's going to play probably 40 to 42 minutes. Kemba's probably going to push for 40 minutes, right? This is a must-win game. Fournier probably pushes for 35 minutes. I think Smart pushes for close to 40 minutes. So all these guys, I think, are underpriced because in the regular rotation, right, they were, you know, didn't play as much. But in this playoff rotation, it's going to thin down a bit. I'm pretty high on the, on the, on the Boston Celtics for this two-game slate. And what we have to keep an eye on now is Robert Williams' game time decision for this uh, game tomorrow. If Robert Williams is out, I think Tristan Thompson pushes for 30 to 35 minutes. I actually would like him for value if there's no Robert Williams. Now, if Robert Williams is in, keep an eye on there's a limit. I would think there wouldn't be if he does play. If Robert Williams plays and starts, I think we get normal 20 to 25 minutes, which would make him a good GPP play because he's a good point per minute guy. The value for the Celtics, I have a hard time getting to anyone. I do. Uh, if I'm going to take a shot in one, maybe Peyton Pritchard, but the minutes, I don't think are going to be as high with, you know, just the main guys, I, right? Like Tatum, 40 to 42 minutes. Kemba should play about 40. I think about 35 for Fournier. I think close to 40 for Smart. Robert Williams and Thompson will split the sound of minutes if Robert Williams is out or if in. If Robert Williams is out, Thompson's going to play more. So there's just not a ton of minutes left over for some of these bench guys. I'm not really looking to any of the bench guys for the Celtics, but I will say, I do think the main guys for the Celtics look really good on this two-game slate. I think they're underpriced. All right, so that is going to do it for uh, my video today, guys. Uh, if you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate if you have a like button on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to live. Again, I will be doing a YouTube watching tomorrow. Make sure to check it out and keep an eye on it. There may be some showdown uh, slate videos coming out today as well. So thanks again, guys. Have a great day, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.